buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right. What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a special guest for you today. I've got Ryan Paris. He is the founder of Superhuman Prospecting. I'm excited to jump in and learn a little bit more about his story, how he got into sales, and as always, bring you as much tactical sales tips and tricks to up your game. Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Colin, good, man. Let's uh, let's get shit done. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's jump in. So give us the give us the short Cliff Notes version of who you are, what you do, and how you got into sales. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, I think I think the background for sales for me is very similar to a lot of folks, you know, uh you have some type of sales development role, you you know, pitch, you go into an AE role. And maybe start to see things a little differently, you know, out there or a need in the marketplace. And that's kind of what I experienced. You know, I really cut my teeth in home improvement sales. And if you know anything about that industry, it's pretty cutthroat, you know, uh, aggressive, do anything you can to get the sale. And I learned a lot during that time. But I also saw how much consumers were impacted negatively from some of the sales tactics and it really lost a lot of trust. So Mm. when I took some time to myself, kind of took a break from my career and like reflected on that, I saw that, you know, I think if you add a little bit of the human element into sales in the 21st century, I think you can not only uh, win those short-term opportunities and use those sales techniques that can help, you know, increase the speed of the sales cycle, but also never lose trust with the person to continually build that relationship for the long term. So you break know, that down break that down yeah. for us. Like what does that look like? Yeah, hundred percent. So I think looking like uh in in you know a sales call, if if I'm really trying to push for that like that that yes and strong arm them, what in a in a cold call pitch or even in a demo or sales closing you know, and that person's just not quite ready, even though they like your product or service, mm-hmm. it can really hurt the relationship because now it no longer becomes about helping that person with value or helping that person at all. It's all about your commission check or your, uh, your sale, you know? And so kind of the, the transition for me was figuring out how to, all right, if I'm on my own now, 
how can I build a business that uh, advances the sales profession and also can win those short-term and long-term opportunities? And one of the ways that we saw that was through uh, script writing in the very beginning. So I used to write cold call scripts for five bucks. That's how I started. That's how Superhuman Prospecting started. I said, I just want to get out there and see uh, how much of an impact I can help, you know, in in this transition from kind of old school sales techniques and then the the cold calling is dead movement with digital marketing and figure out a way to still make that live one-on-one conversation important and valuable. So from the the cold call scripts, people said, hey, we like this script. It started working, but we don't have the time. Can you also do the calls for us? So I was like, well, uh, let me hire some folks and see if we can do that. And that's how Superhuman started. So about three years ago, we had uh, about three team members, and now we're about 35, about 25 uh, client sales development reps across the country and about another 15 on staff. And we help uh, businesses across the nation generate leads and appointments for the sales pipeline through cold calling and appointment setting. Okay. So, all right, let's, let's go back for a second, right? So starting with the script writing, like yeah. how would your scripts differ from more of a traditional cold calling script? Give us some examples. Yeah, I think um, instead of uh, one thing is we're going to be asking a lot more questions. You know, I think um, getting into the conversation quickly to build trust is really important. So uh, instead of, you know, trying to uh, word vomit on a prospect and then ask Mm -hmm. for the next step and just by pure you know, coercion, if you will, um, we're trying to get into a conversation at a one-on-one human-to-human level. You know, hey, my name's Ryan with Superhuman Prospecting. We do cold call appointment setting for businesses like yours. You know, do you have a partner for outsourced sales development or have you considered it in the past? So the goal is like, how quickly can we get into that conversation and let them talk? And it becomes about them and, and their problems and their pains. And then we can kind of continue the conversation that way rather than, either gimmicky type of um, sales or some type of word vomit that just sprays sprays a bunch of uh, words on them and hopefully they they'll say yes to you either out of like yeah. I'm sick of I'm sick of just listening to this person I'll say yes or you know um, something like that. Or what you're saying is so, like, you know, misleading or vague or, you know, those sort of tactics, right? So, all right. So I want to kind of dig a little bit deeper on this because I think it's, it's, it's a great topic. Um, one thing you mentioned early on is, you know, is people have, you know, a lot of, it's very common to get stuck in that, like really trying to push for the yes, right. And just get the next yes and get the sale and not really yeah. care about helping the, the prospect, right. which is a hard line to walk for a sales professional, right? Because on one hand, you've got your quota, you do need to meet your numbers, especially if you want to keep your job, but right. you also don't want to, you know, ruin your reputation or lose respect or, you know, not build that level of trust with your prospect. So it's, it's a fine line that you have to kind of play um, where you can't just, you know, always not go for the, go for the order, go for the yes. Um, But you also don't want to push and seem too desperate where you, you know, you're going to lose the opportunity. Yeah. So to kind of fast forward now about your script, you're talking about creating a script that, you know, is more conversational, making it more about the prospect yeah. Um, making it, you know, le- you know, starting with some questions 
Um, but on the flip side, a lot of times in these cold calls, right, um, you they've never spoken to you before and you kind of have a limited window and you, you can you can often like wear them out with questions. So walk me through like how how many questions can you ask? Like where do you have a mix between questions and conversations to get, you know, where you need to go in the conversation? Yeah, well, and that's that's a good point because it really depends on the industry too. You know, if you're in more of an enterprise level or uh, in a environment where they might have more time to talk with you, I think those questions are a great opportunity. But if you're in a, either a highly saturated marketplace or one that just doesn't have a lot of patience for this, then you need to adjust your script to kind of meet them where they are. You know, mm-hmm. one of the classic examples is I remember one time we were calling like auto mechanic shops. These guys don't have time for 20 questions. They're under a car, you know, and they're fixing stuff and they get a call in and somebody's selling them, you know, we're, we might be selling them websites or digital marketing, right? And yeah. they're just like, you know, you know, I don't got time for this, click or something. So when we would call, we'd say, you know, hey, this is Ryan with XYZ Web, Web Company. Hey, don't hang up, you know, and kind of like sets them back. We go into a quick two second you know, or two sentence uh, value prop and then, hey, listen, you know, my partner, you know, my my VP is going to be in your area tomorrow. Can you just swing by, shake hands and see if we could potentially help you in this area? So I think it does depend on the marketplace for sure. You know, something, but, yeah, something you said stood out because it 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 you 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 said something to catch their attention. So they would pause and not do what they would naturally do, which is hang up. Right. Yeah. But then you also kind of, you know, spoke their language. Right. Yeah. Like these are these are these are, you know, hardworking people that are probably answering the phone. They got grease on their fingers like, hey, can somebody just swing by and come shake hands? And, you know, that's easier to get a yes. Right. Because you're kind of speaking their language and adopting the script in the language and the tone all to who's on the other end of the phone. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Just kind of matching, matching them in, in tonality, uh, you know, EQ and seeing, understanding them so that when, when you speak their language, they understand it, you know, and that doesn't always work, right? Like they just might not be interested. But when we started testing that uh, script, we saw uh, an increase in the conversion and sales for a client. All right. So let's, let's talk about that testing the script. Right. Yeah. So yeah. how much research into the industry or the individuals, um, you know, goes into prior to writing the script and then how much, you know, feedback from the people that you're talking to, you know, uh, it is it considered when, you know, changing the script. Two things. One is we created a methodology over the last five years, ever since we first started writing scripts called the H to H sales script. So, uh, it's really the human to human sales script methodology. And so what we've, the, the, the theory or the philosophy is that there's a certain way that people, humans connect from zero to one in the sales process. There's a certain conversation cadence or rhythm. So mm-hmm. regardless of the industry, you know, you can kind of bucket a couple different strategic templates that will fit into those industries. And that's the unique part about being a part of a outsourced sales development companies, we don't work with one industry. We work with almost every industry. So we get to hear people and how they respond in dozens of marketplaces. And so we can take that data and say, all right, 
how do we come up with a template, you know, to to start us off on the right foot? And that's why we have we actually call that the consultative conversation format where you're asking more questions and then also the no bull script is the one mm. that we use for like auto mechanics. So you can say, all right, what market are we, we calling into? Are these like independent retail store owners? You know, what are they doing? And, and we can start with the template that we want to use. And then we customize the product and service knowledge with that template, you know? So that's the way that we've kind of expedited um, the ability to write an effective script because our clients are looking for results right away. You know, mm. so, so you have so you have a bit of a formula, yeah. That you're basically plugging in to to create the skip script that's somewhat universal across industries. Yes, yeah, I would say. And and the thing is, to your second point though, is that it's constantly changing. As the market changes, the script changes. As times change, the script changes. So we we kind of have this continuous improvement feedback loop, where our account managers or our client sales managers if you will, are the ones responsible for the performance of the campaign. So they're consistently, uh, you know, checking in with the client, checking with the, with the results of the campaign and the client SDRs to see what's happening. And then we're able to sharpen that, that script as we go, as, as things change, you know, so mm-hmm. that kind of combined formula of, Hey, how do we start off on the right foot? But then also how do we uh, continually change it? You know, we, I tell our team all the time that a script never ends the way it started. Oh yeah. Right. And what about, are you, what side of the fence are you on as far as like sticking to the script or making it your own? Um, so I'm all about sticking with it at first. If you're new to our team, um, you might not be a new client or you might not be a new SDR, but I want you to understand our framework. We use, we say scripts are got our guardrail. You know, so that throughout the conversation, as things get crazy or windy or stormy, you can follow that in confidence that we've had success with that formula before. As you gain experience and we start to see those base numbers develop, you can add your own, you know, we want you to add your own personality and flair to the conversation and you just become more and more confident with that within that restriction. You know, but um, early on, it's hard to test if the script is working or not, if if it's if it's wild wild west right oh yeah so 100% so i mean like how how you know how many how many iterations can a script have before you really see it you know kind of humming along and getting the results that you want to see on a campaign okay so so um is is this still this is still the question about uh how strict are we or are we Transitioning. Well, yeah, we're kind yeah. of transitioning. So, so you're so to you you answered the question, which is okay. Yes, like you know the script in the beginning. If it's a new script, new campaign, new SDR, like stick to the script as much right. as possible. Right. Yes, bring your bring your own flair as it develops over time. Um, but in between that, there could be new versions, new iterations of the script, right? And how important is it to stick to the script as much as possible, at least early on in the campaign, or if it's a new version, new iteration of the script to really test it? Yes. So I would say, I would say when, you know, we're first developing a script for a client, uh, we use our formula to come up, come up with our best uh, guesstimate on how this is going to perform. And it's also based on prior campaigns we've done in that industry. So we have Mm -hmm. a collection of data, that's already supporting us and helping us in some ways. 
Um, mm. Typically, we want to go through a certain number or uh, consistent number of dials or activities um, each time before we stop and say, hey, how is this? How is this doing? And it usually takes, it might not even be activities. It might be more of conversations. What kind of yeah. response are you getting? And then we look at the, those calls. We look at the notes from those calls and we see, hey, where is this stopping in the formula, right? We have this, the formula is, a, it's called a quick prop, hone in, call prop, and then next step. And so like, where are they dropping off? Are they hanging up on you right away? Well, if that's the case, do we go to the no bull script? Do we change the script completely? If they're dropping off after the first question, is our, uh, is our initial description of what we do precise enough for them to understand and get in the right frame of mind to think in for them to continue and answer the question appropriately? You know, um, so I think having a consistent number of conversations or activities that you commit to before you do an iteration is important. So you always have like that initial benchmark, you know, you, you have your control groups. So when you enter into this, you know, this effort or this campaign, then, you know, you know when to stop and measure and, and identify it successful. It might seem like it's wildly successful, but if you look at other campaigns or, you know, you look at the responses, you might still be able to iterate and advance it even further. So okay. hopefully that helps okay. answer that one. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, so it's something we talked about a little bit before we hopped on, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about, okay, so we're talking a lot about scripts and cold callings. Yeah. How much are you in integrating email and sequences, power dialers, predictive dialers, in, you know, any sort of local presence, like talk a little bit about the, the tech stack and, and the other channels that, 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 um, that you guys are using as well. Yeah. So, uh, it's such an interesting question when we get this because we sell selling and even internally we have, we have to come up with separate titles for the people on the front end of the business who are bringing new business opportunity in. And then the people who are selling for our clients, you know, so for our, we almost have two shops, right? Like we have our new business shop that brings in new cold call business, right? And then we have our internal shop, which sells for our clients. And we actually have two different stacks, believe it or not. We, mm. we don't use the same stacks, which is really interesting. Our front end, we have about five on our new business team who wins new opportunities for superhuman prospecting. And then we have about uh, 25 on our client SDR side. So that's more of our operation if you will. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on the front end, we've really tried to, uh, what, what's cool about it though, is we can, we talk to each other. So we see how things are working and if we want to use anything similar, but it ends up being that our front end is still pretty different on our front end. We're, we're using Salesforce. We actually use, um, a similar product to outreach. It's called outplay. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, we've used zoom info. Um, as far as our, our new business strategy, you know, one of the things that's so funny is early on, we, we started with cold calling and networking to earn new business. But then um, Dennis, our VP of sales and marketing, joined us and is a SEO guru and got us ranked number one uh, nationally for some keywords. And so the inbound leads had been flowing for like a year and a half. So we, we didn't even have an outbound prospecting side of our business. We couldn't even handle it. Uh, the first year and a half or so, even though that's what we were doing as an operation, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird that way. 
Um, so yeah. only in the last we, uh, year have we really ramped up our outbound prospecting to, to sell new business. So, um, you know, we're con we have one SDR who's making outbound cold calls to sell uh, cold calling. And then he's also building in sequ email sequences that have been kind of tested over the last year. Um, for multiple industries that we're reaching out to. Uh, so we use, you know, Outplay has that own kind of sequence builder. Um, we use uh, Snove as well as uh, Persist IQ, which is kind of a newer one. Um, so those are a few that we're using that are, that are working and generating results. Um, on the operational side, we primarily uh, are a cold calling service. We tell all of our clients, you know, our prospective clients, our primary service is outbound prospecting dials, you know, or appointment setting. Mm -hmm. But we have supplementary services like we we do the human powered list building. Uh, if you don't have uh, a quality list, we also we also uh, will run email campaigns, um, pre appointment confirmation calls, kind of building an a la carte bolt on uh, SDR for you based upon your needs or where you see your market can you know have the most impact. So. Yeah, like we're using Vanilla Soft, and I think that's the thing that you're probably getting at is we're using Vanilla Soft for our uh, client SDRs, um, and that's been an incredibly useful tool, quality, um, and and have had really good experiences, you know, reaching out to prospects that way. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Um. So tell me a little bit about um, like, are you still actively selling yourself? Oh, 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 yeah. I, in and out. It's funny being in this role. I, like, I, I end up just doing different things throughout the course of the year, depending on who needs, what department needs help or optimized, you know, because like we'll bring in a new business like, oh, we need more, we need more business. So I'll go on the front end and I'll help that. And then it's like, oh my gosh, we're overloaded on operations. Like we need help. So I'll go in and help hire or manage or run sales trainings you know, or it's like, oh my gosh, we're having like data overload. So I'll go and help on the project management side. Um, but most recently, most recently it's, I have been back in the, in the new biz saddle and I'm, I'm oh, like, nice. yeah, I'm loving it. I, I was hungry. So yeah, it's, it's I think fun. it's important. It's important to make time, make time or space for that. At least I found like, you know, with, you know, the, being a founder, right? Sometimes you, like you mentioned, you got to do a lot of different things yeah. wherever, Hey, this needs help. We need help there. Um, but making time to do sales, if that's something that you love or like, you know, lights you up, um, it's going to make doing everything else easier. If you make, create that space to do it on a regular basis. Do a hundred percent. And I, I'm noticing that right now. Um, and I, I'm looking back and saying, man, I would love to have kind of like kept a couple you know, demos a week going. And now, uh, because all of a sudden I'm learning so much more, like it's almost like I, I had done it through last year and then kind of went into a different direction. We had a lot of help on the front end and now I'm back in it. And like my pitch is completely different than it was a year ago, you know, and now we're able to kind of work hand in hand with our new business folks and say, Hey, these are the things that we're finding working. Here's some other angles that you can use on your on your pitches you know here's some different responses um so a hundred percent because you really have your ear to the ground with what people need and what their pains are that can trickle down to the rest of the company and how you operate yeah a hundred percent and also just having that um you know 
respect from your team by being not just a sales leader, but a sales doer as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep that conversion rate up. They're always watching it. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep your act yeah. sharp. Yeah, you do. You do. So it's fun. Yeah. Well, Ryan, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, tell folks a little bit about, you know, where they can connect with you and what you have that you're going to share with them um, that we'll include uh, in the show notes for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you can find us on LinkedIn. Um, I, I'm, I'm rather active on there and love to engage with folks and ask, you know, uh, provoking questions and interesting questions that are going on in the sales development space. But one of the things that I'd love to offer everybody is our uh, H2H sales script uh, methodology light guide. It's basically the um, philosophies and strategies that have gone into the last five years of developing scripts for our client SDRs and all of the results that you know they've generated have, have really been a big impact on the methodology that we've developed. So we have about a 17, 18 page uh, guide that's we'll, we'll send to anybody who's interested and um, it'll be followed by scripts that we've written that have had success in, you know, 20 plus industries. So that'll be coming up soon. So this will kind of help wet, wet the palate and get an idea of our, our angle and how we find success in, you know, modern sales conversations. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, we will include that link in the show notes. You don't want to miss that. Sales Hustler is going to help you sharpen up your script. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, and we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out, and if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell, and if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.